Hey all, my name is Brian Baird. Welcome to my program called Truth is Truth. The program is a faith-based podcast. I will be discussing biblical truth, biblical faith, biblical faith in politics, and many of my life experiences relating to both, and hopefully experiences of others who are willing to be involved. This will be an evolving life application program that people will be able to apply to their lives every day as it pertains to them. Please join me as we learn the truth together. Thank you, and God bless. Hi all, Brian Barron, host of Truth is Truth podcast. Welcome to another special edition of this podcast. Uh, I've been asked many times about what I think about the COVID-19 virus and the reaction of our government and leaders to that. Uh, and this is a tough session. Uh, we're going to be going through here. Uh, the country split once again um, on government interaction um, to this issue. So there, there's people on both sides of this, and we're going to give you, I'm going to give you my side. Uh, again, along with me uh, on this podcast, I've got my brother, younger brother in life and um, brother in Christ, and also my pastor, uh, Brett Baird's with us again this morning, uh, pastor of Morning Star Church down here in Trafalgar. Morning, or afternoon, I guess it's afternoon. Yeah, it <laughs> we were planning morning. Yeah. That's yeah. what got it in my head. We're still working on morning. Yeah, so, I, you know, yeah I, I run behind every day. Yeah, I'll get caught up sometime around midnight in the afternoon. Exactly. Um, anyway, we're here to, uh, to go over that and, and we're going to kind of uh, tag team this. I'm going to be talking mostly about the government side of it. And I'm going to ask pastor to kind of talk about the biblical side, but we'll both get involved in both. Um, but th- what I do want to tell you is, is that if you get a chance when church opens back up, I think we, uh, may be opening up morning star, uh, here, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, um, uh, uh, opening the doors back up just because, we have some older people that we want to make sure we protect and that probably wouldn't come anyway, uh, to be honest with you. Or they may, and that's not good either. So we'll just kind of figure that one out. But come and visit. I, I, I know you'll, and I promise you'll go away uh, with some enlightenment, enlightenment in some way from hearing what Pastor's got to say because he does speak the truth, uh, whether you believe it or not. And we'll Amen. go back to that. Um, and I love my pastor, and it's great for him to be here again. So. Let's get kind of into this, Pastor, as we go here. Um, you want me to call you Pastor or Brett? Just Brett. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Just anything but reverend. I, I yeah. never have liked that term. But. Yeah, I don't get reverend much. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, that's reverence. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, as we uh, struggle to reopen our country, I want to first say that things will never be like it was before this issue. You know, we, we're talking about this new normal. We're talking about... What is normal? Um, number one, I don't know that we were ever normal uh, as a country. Um, and sometimes that's in good ways, sometimes that's in bad ways. But um, I don't know what the new normal is going to be, and I, I don't know when we say that what we mean. Uh, but it's a struggle. But what we have done and what I want people to understand is is we have changed this country in a way that will be never that will never be given or taken back. Um, so wherever that new normal is, it won't ever be, uh, like it was. And, and we need to understand that. And I know people say, you know, maybe years down the road here or months down the road, things will get back to uh, more normalcy, but, uh, I'm not sure we'll ever see this country back to what we call normal. And that's, that's a couple of things that, that we want to talk about there, but, and why, but the result of what uh, was done is mostly irreversible. And some of that's good. And I want people to understand that and some bad. 
in my my uh, my opinion, uh, and my opinion is not the only opinion out there. Trust me. Uh, but anything that I say is going to be uh, my opinion on this uh, podcast, uh, although it's studied and researched, uh, but it is an opinion, no doubt, just like anybody else's. Uh, but I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't feel like I was qualified to talk about it. Uh, in my political world as commissioner in Johnson County, I've been through a lot in these last few months. I've seen a lot. Um, I agree with some of it. I disagree with some of it. So Let's just talk about it from that viewpoint, and I want people to understand. I'm not talking about this as a Christian brother at this point in time, even though I am and I will be because that's what I am as a Christian. But I really want to just talk to you more about the political side of this and what's been going on in that. And it's hard to really relate politics with Christianity, and we know that. There's that fine line there. But I am a Christian. I am in politics, and I see things in some ways in a different light than most but here's what I want to talk about, and let's start with what I think was the beginning. I think the virus was here months before the January date that we seem to use, and, and I think pretty well that's coming down to the fact that it was here uh, probably back in November, maybe even earlier than that for some. And we kind of have traced that back, and now we kind of know where things are coming from and what's going on. But uh, I'm thinking I personally know people who had the virus as far back as late October into early November, and that is my thought, and I still think they had it, and some of them that had it think they had it back then. So um, President Trump shut down to uh, travel to and from China in January when it was realized that it was here. And I think that was a satisfactory move. So the, uh, what President Trump there did um, probably saved us some, um, some hassle in, in this virus and some, some lives too, uh, just to be honest with you. Um, I don't think we went far enough. If we're going to shut down uh, travel from China, knowing that these other countries uh, submit to people coming in in other countries too. We probably should have t- uh, shut down travel to all aspects of anything outside of the country borders at that point in time. Why? Uh, because as we saw as this thing progressed, it came in from other areas too. Um, it doesn't take a, a brain surgeon to understand that things like that can happen. We, we've got so many open borders in this world that just don't really check anything or do anything that just allow people to come in and out. Um, that you're going to have that, and, and not bad-mouthing that. That's their right in, in the way they want to run their country. Uh, but I think we probably should have shut down our borders everywhere. And again, these are just my thoughts from what I've been involved in in, in my very, very small part of this politically. Um, but that would have been giving us a full engagement in, in keeping this virus down as well as we could. Now, with that said, and here's where I know Pastor's going to jump in probably, when we started down that path and, and, uh, of shutting down our country in many ways, um, and I want you to understand, please, that, that I love and care about every person in the world. Uh, that is, our responsibility as Christians is to love our fellow man, and I do. But we all have to understand that we are all God's creation, whether we believe it or not. Um and I wonder daily why God wanted to create something as incompetent in me, but he did. And I do not desire to see people die in any way other than at a ripe old age of natural causes. But that's not realistic. And we have to talk realistic here because to tell the truth, you have to be realistic. We've many, we have many things that are causing people to die, and some of those things rank much higher than COVID-19. Uh, I won't get into that now, and, and we've provided some of that in the past, but there's some statistics that are much higher than what the COVID-19 is that, that we've uh, 
stumbled upon or been thrown at us um, in the in the past years. So they ask, "Is would I have shut down our country as it was done?" And that's that's a question I've been asked. That that, that question in itself: Would I have shut down our country as it was done? And the answer to that is no, I would not. Uh, now that's going to go over well with about half the people in this country, and it's going to go over not so well with about half the people in this country. But the truth is the truth, people, and that's just the way it is, and that's the way we're going to say it here, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, but I'm passionate, and anybody that knows me, anybody that's been around me as commissioner in Johnson County, you know what I've done in this county to help people. You know what I've done to protect our employees and what I've done to protect protect the public here. I understand this virus is dangerous. There's no doubt in my mind this is a dangerous virus. As I have said, I won't go around my mom and dad. I won't go around my in-laws because they're older and have underlying issues. And they those type people need to stay at home, absolutely. But it's hard to quarantine healthy people. It just doesn't seem to work. It never has biblically in the past and, and not in today's world. And while we're on that a little bit, Pastor, if you could kind of uh, maybe expound a little bit on the leprosy that was dealt with back in the Bible and the diseases and how they handled that quarantining and what they did on that, if you jump in here. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, and of course it was, I believe, the wisdom of God. Certainly, uh, let's take leprosy as an example. Um, leprosy at one time was a... Um, it was a problem as far as the number of people that were exposed to it. Uh, however, they didn't quarantine healthy people. They quarantined the lepers. And was that cruel? Well, no, you had to protect the nation. And that's what I, you know, I understand about this. And, and in the past, biblically, that's the way it was always done. Um, the only example I can find where healthy people were quarantined was when the Egyptians threw the Israelites uh, out, uh, you know, into uh, into another area of the country because they feared them because they were multiplying and and so on. But uh, it's always been the wise thing to do to. Yes, quarantine those that are affected with it. And it's what we did with, with uh, polio. You know, it's, it's what we did with other things. But And in, in the Bible, and in, in, in as we, we talk about this and, and we get into this, and biblically, uh, the sick were quarantined or the lepers were quarantined, and also their families close with them. And, yeah. and you know, we need to understand that too, that, that you do have to protect other people by protecting those people that have what they have. And, and, and that's not being cruel. That's just being wise. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it was done that way. So basically uh, what the pastor is, is putting into this is the same thing that I think, you know, you quarantine the sick people, you quarantine those people who have been affected by those sick people, which are usually the people that are close to them, family members, things like that. But then you're not separating those people. And you, if you listen to what we're talking about today, we're talking about possibly separating families because of mm-hmm. this virus. Um, you know what? That's just not right. Uh, yeah. I don't want to be pulled away from my family 
because I have something or they have something. I want to be with my family. That is my family. That is my responsibility biblically. And I'm going to be there. You know what? If my wife gets COVID-19, my wife gets COVID-19, but I don't want to be separated from her. If my kids get it, I don't want to be separated from them. I want to be with them. You know, if that means I get COVID-19, then so be it. God's got his will to be done and his will's going to be done whether I like it or not. Exactly. Um, and, and that's my point. I just, we've gone way outside of, of what, um, I think in my opinion, biblically is the right thing to do. Um, and that's how we live our lives uh, as Christians. We live by what the Bible tells, or we should live by what the Bible tells us to do. Uh, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're living by the Bible. That's why I call myself, and you've heard me say this, and even in my uh, transcript of who I am, is I'm a biblical Christian. That means I believe what the Bible says. I don't change it. I don't try to interpret it. I take what God gives me in it, and I use that in my life to, to live my life. So, there's a difference. Um, well, and, and uh, if you'll mind, um, and now I, I, it was the last podcast that uh, you did that I listened to, and you, you brought up some really good points concerning the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, we all say, well, here's my interpretation of that passage. Well, God tells us through Peter that the only interpreter of the Holy Scriptures is the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. He is the only one. It's of no private interpretation. And um, I have a lot of opinions I do you know, too. On, on things, and most of them are probably wrong, but they're, they're well-studied opinions, I must say, though. But, uh, you know, I'll let God say what God says, and I'll just... I'll either accept it or not, and if I don't accept it, I find myself in opposition to God. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I've been no. there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Didn't work out well for me. Uh, and that's a story I'm going to tell on this podcast down the road because that, that was a, um, a miraculous thing that happened in my life. It ended up being a miracle. It was devastating at the time it happened but um, because of, of me denying what God was giving me, yeah. and uh, God just wasn't going to have anything of it. And uh, I, I told God at that time, and I'll tell you a little part of that story just uh, in this. Uh, I said, uh, God, I, I know I, I messed up, and I'll tell you what, from this point on, I'm never going to let you slap me in the back of the head. If you're going to hit me, you're going to hit me square in the face because I'm coming to you. I'm not running from you. Amen. And I haven't run from him since because it's not worth it. And, you know, I call that like the old cuffing our dad used to give us, you know, yeah. slap you in the back of the head. Uh, you don't want to get cuffed like that by God because that's a dangerous thing to have happen. Was that the one we always said, I'd never do that to my kid, and sure enough. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. My kids know that cuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's been there. Uh, the hiding behind the door with the belt was a biggie. Anyway, we'll go from there. I uh, don't want to get into that. So let's let's kind of go back to it. Let's get back into this. As, as a, I think we should have, as government – uh, came out and told the people uh, what we thought was going on. And, and let's, let's face it, this was new to us. We hadn't seen it before. But don't, don't be uh, fooled. We have seen a virus like this before. Um, it's called COVID-SARS. So let's not go totally out of the line here and say that we haven't seen this disease before. We have seen a disease like this before. We just didn't react the same way to that as we're doing to this. So let's, let's just be clear about that. Uh, but I think what we should have done was just uh, come out and let people know what was going on, what we knew about it, um, and that 
you know, uh, we've canvassed many different health and wellness professionals at that time and, and uh, brought together a broad spectrum of input from many different viewpoints. And we should have taken this to the country. We had a, we had a state do that, which I think has done real well, South Dakota. And yep. I'm, I'm not saying one way or other, you know, uh, with the governor there, but they've done a good job. And the people of South Dakota have done a good job using their heads, making sure they're doing what they were asked to do. But a plan should have been produced to protect the elderly and people with underlying issues for the most part. I just don't think it's ever reasonable to quarantine healthy people, as we've discussed with in this type of issue or most type issues like this. Uh, number one, healthy people need to build up their immunities, and we can't do that when we're put inside a bubble. Uh, you have some doctors out there now stating this and saying this as a fact. You know, eat a little dirt, and I know we don't want our kids to eat a little dirt. But what they're saying is, is we want our kids to get those bacteria, build up those immunities. Because if they don't, we're going to harm them down the road in their development. So we want these immunities to build up in our bodies. Uh, used to in the old days, if you if you had kids and, and someone close to you had chickenpox, you made sure your kids got close to them because you wanted them to get over the chickenpox so they didn't have to worry about it down the road. You can say that's right or wrong, but that's what people did back in those days doesn't make it the way to go, but it's just another look or another viewpoint of what we're dealing with here. Do you want that with uh, elderly people and, and people with underlying issues? No way. They can't survive that. So we have to, we're talking about healthy people. We're not talking about people um, that we have basically, what we've done now is we've singled out and discriminated against healthy people. And we just can't do that. Uh, it just doesn't make common sense. Uh, the immunities have to build up naturally so we don't, when we get exposed to germs, that we can help fight those off. And I'm living proof of that. And I want people to know, you know, I've, I've never taken a flu shot, uh, not going to. That's my, my business. That's my opinion. I don't think they're good for you. I will never think they're good for you. And, and that's just from study and research I've done on mine. Um, and, and I won't take one. Um, and I'm going to tell you right now, right up front, I will not take a vaccine for COVID-19 either. No. Um, you know, we badmouth the president for in, uh, talking about injecting uh, disinfectant into your body, but that's basically what you're doing. And look it up, research it for yourselves, understand what's going on out there. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional in that area, but I am smart enough. I can read and understand what I read. And, uh, the, the, sometimes the, the reaction to some of these things are worse than what you're going to get anyway. So just kind of listen and look and learn into and what's going on. Uh, we should have taken the experiences that we had from the COVID SARS. We should have taken our experiences that we had from the swine flu and those type things and applied all that at this time. Um, we're here now, and that's you've heard me say it. If you uh, zoom into our meetings as, as commissioner, you've heard me say, I don't necessarily agree with everything that was done, but we're here now, and I have to deal with what I have to deal with as a county commissioner. And that's what I've done, and I've made the best of it. We are providing protection. If you come into our open building, you'll see uh, we're pro providing protection. We're doing the distancing, social distancing. I don't have a problem with any of that. Um, I didn't have a problem with that before, um, COVID-19 because I'm a germaphobe. So I, I didn't like people getting close to me that close to me anyway. So this fits right in my area, just so you know. 
but I was uh, always sanitizing and cleaning. That's just the way I'm made. Um, I have issues. I know that. So I take care of those issues. Um, I think Pastor Brett's probably total opposite of that. You probably don't do any of that. Do you wash your hands before you eat? Um, well. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, okay. Should I be honest? Or, uh, well, I do a lot more now now uh, when i was in construction uh, yeah you know yeah when you sat down on a slab and we were plumbing plumbers in in heat installers in, in hevac uh when you sat down for lunch at your uh, at your slab or wherever you were working uh you just sat down and you did it and uh, you didn't have time to wash your hands or go try to find a bathroom to wash your hands and you sure didn't want to go into the portalettes to do that so <laughs> no. Sorry, folks. The uh, my computer went. It times out on me. I'm going to have to figure out. I got to have somebody look at that because I don't have a clue what to do with that. But anyway, we'll get back into it, and I'll keep an eye on it. I'll move the mouse around every once in a while. And, uh, maybe that'll do it. Um, but anyway, we, we just have to kind of, and as I've said in the meeting, just relax, take a step back here, look at uh, look at the whole situation. Um, but what I want to do right now. Um, and Pastor, if you want to add something before I go any further, I'm going to read some of uh, our Constitution. Well, uh, the, the, the one thing that I have found really interesting in this, and as a matter of fact, my wife had uh, somebody say something uh, that made her think the exact same thing. And, and you know, um, God teaches us to question everything. Everything must be compared to his truth. And it just has amazed me um, how many people will allow, and I don't care if it's CNN, I don't care if it's Fox News, I don't care who it is, whatever they say, they're going to believe it. Absolutely. And, And like, you know, as you said, we are intelligent enough, most of us, anyway, are intelligent enough to study these things ourselves. Um, You know, I've told people from the pulpit, when I'm finished preaching, study it. Put it to the test. Read it on your own. Yeah, put it to the test. Absolutely. Was he he telling it straight? Put it to the test. What's the Bible say? Yeah. And, and, And I think we've all said that, anybody that, understands uh, our responsibility as a Christian in, in talking about the word, teaching the word, preaching the word. Um, we have a responsibility to make sure people understand they need to check us out. I never have a lesson. I've never, in, in pastor, you know, I've never done a lesson, Sunday school lesson or any kind of uh, lesson I've done without telling people, go, go read it for yourself. Here's the verses. I've done that on this podcast. I've given verses. I don't even read the verses. I, I want the people to go read go the verses. So they understand where I'm at and where I'm coming from. Um, and if they disagree with me, that's their business. They're, they're allowed to get, people are allowed to disagree with me, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I know I don't sound like that sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, my wife disagrees with me at least once a day. Yeah. Um, but uh, let me read the, the, the constitution, the, the articles that I think we have a problem with article one, amendment one, freedom of expression, religion, Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Um, That's now been violated. And I'm just telling you the truth, folks. You you can read it for yourself. 
we just now violated that when we were not allowed to gather as Christians or as a, as a right of a, a free people to peaceably gather uh, as long as we're not causing problems. Article 10, Amendment, Reserve Power. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the state are reserved to the states respectfully, respectively or to the people. Listen to this. The Constitution was written for the people, not for the government. Our Constitution is ours. It belongs to us. What's the first three words of the preamble? We the people. <laughs> we the people. Yeah. And again, if you haven't read the Constitution, please read the Constitution, uh, just like I have. Uh, am I an expert on the Constitution? No, but I am pretty now educated on the three articles that I want to talk about. Uh, Article 14 or Amendment 14, rights guaranteed, privileges and immunities of citizenship, due process, and equal protection. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States, citizens, not subjects, citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. Those three articles of our Constitution have been violated by our government. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not anything. I'm just telling you, read them and understand what I'm saying. You know, uh, brother, what bothers me a lot is a lot of people that are talking about these things. Uh, I, I actually heard a reporter, I can't even tell you where it was or, or, or what it was in reference to. I think it had to do with uh, something in Michigan. But the reporter said that within the Constitution, there is an emergency clause. There is no, no such law. There is not in the Constitution. These rights may not be taken away from us for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, and and let's go back to when this started. Um, the word that was used, and I want people to understand this. And again, I care about all people. I don't want to see anybody die. That's not what I want to see. I want to see everybody. Uh, I want to see everybody alive when the Lord returns, <laughs> and we go up with Him. Uh, but what I will say is, is when we first come out with this, that we first started talking about uh, what was going to be done about the quarantining. Then all of a sudden, the announcement was made that we're at war with a silent enemy, with an unknown enemy. We are not at war with a virus. Those terms were used for that to allow executive powers to push forward to start trying to do some of the things they did. Even with that wording and with that announcement, and listen to me, please, people, they still have no right to obliterate our Constitution. But what we, what we are being made to understand is, is that the Constitution belongs to the government, but it does not. The Constitution belongs to us, the people. We are the government, and if you look at it, God is our government. And we need to understand the violations that have been made here. And I talked to a, a veteran the other day, uh, a veteran that I greatly respect, um, that is just is just going nuts over what's going on. And, and his comment to me was, is, you know what, Brian? He said, I fought for the freedom of this country. Uh, and and I, I watched hundreds of thousands of people lose their lives fighting for the freedoms of this country. We, we died 
and nobody cared about that, how come we care all of a sudden about a virus in this country? That, that, that point right there, uh, I have heard people say, so just for the, the security of this nation as a whole, for the economy, you're willing to sacrifice people. And that's the way they put it. Well, you know, we seem to have not given a second thought to sacrificing thousands and thousands of our young men and women for the security and the economy of this country. Absolutely. You know. Let's be truthful. People, listen to what he's saying. Let's be truthful about why some wars were done and some wars were started. It was directly impacted of economy. Yep. Um, and we, we didn't hesitate to put those those young men and women's lives on the line uh, to do that at that time. So we're getting kind of a double standard here. And, and we're just, all we're doing is, is we're talking about it. We're bringing out our opinions on it. And this is for you to think about. But I felt it important enough. God put it on my heart enough that I needed to put it on the podcast and talk about it. Because I do what God tells me to do. We just discussed that a while ago. When God tells me to do something, I do it. Uh, and I don't hear voices. I just have that Holy Spirit that works within me that guides me in what I'm supposed to do. So it didn't come out of some cloud or the sky uh, or a burning bush for that fact. It just came from the Holy Spirit to me that, that this is something I needed to talk about uh, and to bring the pastor on this. I didn't do that because I wanted pastor here with me. I did that because I was led to do this. So that's where we're at. And that's why I, that's why I have no problem saying what I say. Uh, because I'm just telling you the truth from my heart and what's been given to me. And I'm going to continue to do that. I wouldn't have started this podcast had I not been that way. Um, I'm not going to come on here and lie to you. I don't, I don't have any reason to, I don't have any come, uh, reason to come on here and stroke you either. I'm just going to tell you the way it is um, and let the chips fall where they may on that. You know, some people like the podcast. Some people won't. That's their business. Um, but I'm just telling the truth. Now that we're here, let's, let's look at where we're at. <clears throat> What I think has been lost or destroyed, let me tell you three things that have been lost and destroyed in this country. Number one, our ability to move freely. That's been destroyed in this country as of uh, COVID-19 because we've just been suppressed. Um, that's a term um, that some people are using in the government. We've been suppressed. And, and, and my county attorney keeps telling me, you are the government. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm a person working in the government. That's what we all are. I'm not the government. Uh, I'm a person, and that person is here trying to serve people and help people, not overrule people or rule over people. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to serve the people. That's what I get paid to do, um, and that's the way I am, and that's why I'm doing this podcast is because I want people to know I'm serving. Um, but those those uh, freedoms that we have have been removed now, and now they know how they can do it. They can just say we have a war uh, going on with something. Next thing will be a war with a common cold. Who knows? I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know where it's going to go from here. Um, but the Lord does, and God knows, and uh, we're protected, just so you know. Uh, I don't have any doubt in that at all. God's going to protect me as a Christian and a believer. But in uh, taking away our freedoms uh, to gather as church or free press or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to look at, the freedom to, to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, um, all those have been uh, have been destroyed for what? I don't know. Um but then let's talk about the other thing that's been destroyed that's going to affect people more down the road than this. Number one, our economy. Uh, it'll never be the same. I don't care what anybody says. Look at the trillions of dollars we're in debt anyway. Um, what I want to tell you is here is, is it didn't affect me. 
I'll be dead and gone long before uh, the outcome of this <laughs> or the Lord will return. I don't know which is going to happen first. Um, I have my rathers on which would happen first. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is going to be our children and our grandchildren are going to suffer for this because it's a debt that they'll never be able to, to pay. Uh, and, and we need to understand that. All we've done is we kick the can down the road a little bit. We're going to let our kids and our grandchildren do the suffering for this. For our, for our sins, we're going to allow our kids to suffer. And I hate to see that happen. Um, and, and number three, uh, what we've done in this country is we've moved another step towards socialism. And let me tell you something. Under socialism, you're a subject. Under a republic, you're a citizen. We are a republic of the United States. We are citizens. We have the right to free of freedom of speech. We have the right to say what we think. We have the right to move around as we uh, we move around as long as we're not breaking the law or doing something that's going to be harmful to someone else. We're allowed to do that. That is our right. Those rights have been done away with, if you look at everything. And I call it the toad in the hot water. Uh, the toad on the stove is, is what I say is, is if you put a toad in a, in a pot of water and slowly start turning up the heat on that, that water, that water starts to warm up. You'll see the toad react a little bit at first, but then you'll see that toad adjust and get used to what's going on with that heat until you've got that burner turned all the way up and that toad's floating in the water dead. That's where we're at. We're, we've got the toad in the water test going on here, and I don't want us to lose in that test, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not asking for anything other than the people to please just look at everything that's going on and understand. Um, this is a free country, and I want it to stay a free country. I don't believe in socialism, don't believe in communism, um, and, and what I always say is, is if you believe in that, here's, here's what you're believing in. A lot of people in the lower level uh, of the financial spectrum in this country, um, those are people that are looking at this promise of socialism because it means you're getting something free. They're, they're sending you money right now to stay home and do nothing. Um, you know, that's your tax money. Uh, and if that's the way you want it, I didn't get that. I didn't get that stimulus uh, package. So, um, I don't have that issue, uh, and I shouldn't get that stimulus package. Uh, but I got to say this, and I love the old people in this country, my 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 parents and my in laws. But why did people, older people in Social Security, get twelve hundred dollars each? What did they? What did, what changed for them in this, other than they have to stay home? Um, just start asking yourself some questions on this stuff. But anyway, that's what socialism promises you: is freedom to 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 move up. In, in financial spectrum in, in their communist country or their socialism. But listen to me, guys. Those at the lower end of the financial spectrum, you're not going anywhere. You're staying right where you're at. The difference is those that are in a higher financial spectrum in this country, if, if we would go socialism, they're going to be standing in the same bread lines you are. That's the difference. And nobody's there to help anybody because now the government's in control of that. Uh, the elitist or those that are in power at that time. So we're all, you know, I, I say that's okay with me. Uh, I can stand in a bread line. I get to talk to a lot of people, be able to tell a lot of people about the Lord. But understand what I'm saying to you. In in, in going from a, a citizenship to a subjectship doesn't raise you in the spectrum. It brings everybody down to the lower spectrum because somebody has to have authority over you and unfortunately, in that type of situation, it's people that are evil and don't care about you. 
Go ahead, Pastor. I know you wanted to say something. Well, it's, it, <laughs> you know, um, I believe it was uh, uh, maybe Dennis Prager that said that, you know, capitalism, which is the economic order we're, that we operate under, uh, he said that gives disparate levels of wealth. He said the thing about socialism is it gives equal levels of misery. Everybody's poor except. Of course, as you said, the elitist. You know, you were talking about that toad, and that reminded me. And it, of we're seeing this same thing here. I'm sure you remember Roger, the serviceman. Mm-hmm, I do. I worked with him for a while, and he was telling me about the squirrel. Uh, he had a squirrel that was at the back of his property. Of course, he lived where neighbors were. So, um, and he started leaving treats out for that squirrel. And he would move it a little further every other day. And I said, well, are you trying to entice them to you? And he said, well, let me finish. He said, I, I moved those a little bit every other day until that sucker was right there by my back porch, and I shot it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, for the squirrel lovers, sorry about that. But, yeah. you know, again, truth is truth. Yeah. Um, Roger but was. That's, that's what we're seeing now. Roger probably had a very, very good, wise mind at that time in yep. doing what he did to accomplish the goal mm-hmm. that he was trying to get to. And listen, people, uh, these people um, that are trying to do this, these elitists and these people that believe in this socialism in this country, they're they're using what they can. They're doing what they can. This is this is a purpose purposeful thing that they're doing. They're not doing this by accident. This has been a thought out. This has been a thought out plan. Um, and I can't tell you who all's involved. I can't tell you that there's anybody involved. All I see is is I see our country moving in the wrong direction, and it's scaring me a little bit. Those those three freedoms that you just discussed. Socialism cannot exist unless those freedoms are abridged. Absolutely. It cannot exist. Um, so here we are. We we just laid it all out on the table. <laughs> and uh, I think we laid it all out on the table. Uh, but I want you to understand, uh, and I want to make this point perfectly clear, there's, there's th- three things that I love uh, that I will always love. Number one is my God. Uh, number two is my country. Um, when you get past my, my, my God and my family, which is my wife and family, I love this country. Uh, I love what this country's done for me. I love the blessings that God's given to this country. Uh, I love being able to be free and living in this country. You know, uh, and I've said this, and this is not men in this way, uh, as you know, but uh, Christ died to free us from the bondage uh, of sin. And when you start talking about the things that are going on right now, this is evil sin that's coming into that. Christ died to free us of that, and we're free from that. We don't have to. And I go back to we, we're free to not sin um, because now we're not under the bondage of it. So our eyes are opened a little bit more. Uh, but the third thing that I love uh, greatly in, in that is people. Uh, I love the people of this country. I love the people um, that I fellowship with. So when you start messing with the three things of love, <laughs> yeah, you start getting on the bad side of me, guys. When, you know, I, I kept pretty quiet until we got down to the point where they told me I couldn't gather in church. Um, now you're messing with all three things that I love. You're messing with my God. 
You're messing with my family. You're messing with my country and you're messing with the people I love. Wrong thing to do. Cause that excites me. That gets me going. You want to push a guy uh, to get excited and start talking about something. You take that freedom away from me. Should have never been done. And then to, to go out there and tell people to call in and turn those people in that were going to church. Give me a break. Uh, this is just unbelievable. Um, that's not right. That's discrimination. That's total discrimination at that point in time. And I don't care if you're a Christian out there and you're hearing this podcast, or if you're not a Christian and you're hearing this podcast, that's discrimination. Uh, because not only did they tell us we couldn't gather at churches, they told us we couldn't gather anywhere else either. Yeah. So if you're outside of that Christian aspect and you, you don't go to church, you don't fellowship at church, you should be just as upset about this because they took away your freedom to move about. Just listen to, to what I've said. Um, again, it's my opinion. I'll never force my opinion on anybody. Uh, but if you're listening to this podcast, you've chosen to listen to my opinion. Uh, and I appreciate it. I really do. And, and all I will tell you is, people, is I love you. I care about you. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't. Um, but I want you to know that I'm going to tell you the truth, uh, whether you believe it or not. And that's just the way I'm made, and that's the way I'm going to be because that's the way God made me. Anything in closing, Pastor? Because I'm wore out. Uh, well, I'm emotionally shot. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, we could. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wrung out myself. But you know, you could go on for hours uh, of this. It's nobody. They quit listening, though. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. We would too. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, I, I brought up in in the message from Philippians last Sunday, one thing that we need to understand, man, you know, there's this, this belief that has, has risen that man is basically good. Well, that's what man says about man. Mm -hmm. God says about man that we are depraved, that, uh, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar, man lies. They lie for reasons. They lie for gaining power. They lie for gaining money. They lie. And it's inherent in us. It's inherent in us. And uh, that, uh, you know, we always have to battle with that and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into truth. So, and I would really encourage Christians out there you have the same Holy Spirit dwelling in you that we have dwelling in us yeah. if you're a born-again believer. And uh, it's time we start listening to him rather than just taking in and regurgitating what man is telling us. Because man always, you know, the old credo, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's right. And that's exactly <laughs> what man does. And I'm not saying that this is not real. COVID-19 is real. Absolutely, It's a dangerous thing. But what bothers me is that man in his depravity is getting a hold of this and doing all he can to gain power, to gain a, a, a status, whatever it might be, to gain control. I'm not sure that uh, in, in my life and in uh, my opinion, that the virus is, is, is as dangerous as what we've done. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm afraid of. You know, if, if this is the way we react from here out to, to other things, then, then we're going the wrong direction. Um, because then we'll react to anything. Um, and again, 
if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything, people. Yeah. So just uh, be be awake, be wise, and remember uh, the the God that created us said in the Bible, "No, not one, no, not one good person. Yep. There's nobody good." The Creator told us that. Take it for a fact, <laughs> because the truth is truth, whether you believe it or not. There's not a one of us worth our salt. So. Uh, let's go on forward with that, and, and we'll close here. Uh, but I want to tell everybody, anybody listening, I care about you. Uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to ask, feel free to ask, and I'll answer them the best I can after I pray about it. I know that's been on, uh, been posted quite a bit uh, and, and had a good question uh, come back from that that I got to answer. Um, but I will pray about it, and I'll give you an answer. Uh, but until that time, I want you all to remember, be of good cheer. Uh, This is going to come to an end and look to the skies because our Lord's going to return soon. God bless you all. Love you. Thanks for listening.